The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We will kick things off though uh, with Threshold because they are helping, on average, wait till you hear this, almost 500 renters every month who are facing eviction. One person every 20 minutes or so getting in touch with the charity. Anne-Marie O'Reilly is National Advocacy Manager with Threshold and she joins me now. Uh, This is all in your latest quarterly report today. Anne-Marie, what more can you tell us? So what we've been seeing this year is a dramatic increase in the number of people who've received a notice of termination from their landlord. Um, It's almost double what we would have seen pre-COVID and it really does speak to that exodus of landlords that we keep hearing about the fact that there's very little rental accommodation available. So when we sat down and looked at the figures, what we saw was it's on average 472 a month are receiving a notice and in 60% of those cases, it's because the landlord wishes to sell the home. Now, fortunately, uh, in quarter three of this year, which the report relates to, we were able to support approximately half of the people to remain in their home. This is usually because the notice is invalid in some way or perhaps there was an an issue that we were able to resolve. Uh, But for 20%, they fortunately were able to find an alternative place to rent. but for 8%, they actually did uh, enter into homelessness. So it's unsurprising then that the government had to bring in this ban on evictions, temporary as it may be, because the situation really has uh, developed quite dramatically this year and is beyond what we've seen before. And when, when people come to you, these people who are calling up and they say, listen, we've been served with a notice, we've been looking, there is absolutely no help out there. Let's assume for a moment... Everything has happened as it's meant to. There's there's no question about the legitimacy of the eviction. Notice the landlord is genuinely, for whatever reason they have themselves, they need to sell this property, they want to sell the property, they're entitled to sell it. What help can you provide in in that case? Unfortunately, in that case, we are quite limited in what we can do. And we're seeing that in Threshold and I believe some of our colleagues in other organisations are seeing they become quite limited in the support and assistance they can give. So we can make sure that they have the adequate notice uh, so that they have as long as possible uh, to find somewhere else. If they are on the social housing list and maybe high up on the list, we can get in touch with the local authority to see you know, are they near being housed on occasion? That has occurred and we've been able to um, negotiate extra time for the person in the home. Um, and it's just to make sure, if, you know, if, if they're entitled to have, mm. to ensure they can access that. But ultimately, it'll come down to them getting on the phone, getting online and looking to see what's available and um, going to viewings, unfortunately. What, when you kind of uh, try to look into the crystal ball, mm. uh, w- what causes you most frustration about where we're going in all of this? Um, So I suppose there's been a huge reliance on the private rental sector to provide housing for people who would have normally moved into social housing or for people who would have maybe bought their own home. But there hasn't been a plan put in place to make the private rental sector robust. Um, We're relying on private individuals, landlords, there's about 160,000 of them, to provide homes and um, without, I guess, consulting with them, you know, do you plan to stay in the sector? What will keep you in the sector? You know, what kind of tenancies would you like to provide? Uh, there's there's little in the way of engagement uh, with landlords on that. And they're one of the big stakeholders in this. So I suppose I would hate to see that continue. Uh, 
Mm. Uh, there needs to be um, a plan put in place for the private rental sector and how it's going to operate into the future. And while institutional investors are uh, playing a bigger role, they're not going to be the majority of providers, I don't believe, at least not throughout the country. Uh, Pat Davitt is with us as well, the CEO of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. Uh, uh, Pat, we might, we might talk about the eviction ban in just a moment, but but I suspect you'd agree with Anne-Marie, or do you, uh, that you know, there is a level of frustration there that there seems to be no long-term plan as to how the rental market is going to work and work sustainably. Um, yeah, I think you would have to agree with Anne-Marie there. Um, I think that the the government have been very shy of speaking to landlords about this particular situation that's been happening now for probably the best part of five years when landlords first started selling up. And I think that the amount of talks and discussions that they've had with them, um, I would say, are very, very small. And, and I think that's completely wrong because, as Anne-Marie said, they're a huge part of the rental market. So, obviously, what's going on with them and uh, with the landlords' representatives' bodies, how their uh, members are what their members are telling them is exceptionally important mm. to the problem we're having at the moment. But having said all of that, the government are well aware of this problem and where it's coming from, where it's stemming from and how to cure it. Like, it's fine in talking about, you know, the landlords, you know, wanting to leave the market and, and, and giving eviction notices. But, like, there is a reason for it because landlords buy properties to be landlords. They want to stay in the marketplace. But if you can't stay in the marketplace, it's between all of the things that fall against them. Like, regulation is a huge thing and it's coming in and drafts all the time. And, like, you know, you, you, you don't even know, like, from the landlord's point of view, you know what the story is, you know, mm. with, with a lot of regulation and everything that's coming in. And, and as Anne-Marie says, it's a terrible thing to say that you have to look at every, at every eviction notice given to see is it done correctly and wait for the days to pass by. So it's go back to the landlord and say, that's not done correctly. Yeah. We need to change it or but, it needs to be changed. It needs to be, needs to be done again. Like, you know, depending on things like that, like, it, it's awful. There has to be answers in the marketplace for these people that Anne-Marie is talking about. But, pa- but I assume as well, though, I, I assume that, that there's, uh, to a certain degree, there's just landlords cashing in. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I just mean that, yeah. you know, they, they maybe were in negative equity. Maybe they were accidental landlords. Or maybe they just see that there's now a, a good return on their investment and house prices are unlikely maybe in the short to medium to climb that much higher. And you know, as they're perfectly entitled to do, they want to set up and realise a profit. Yeah, there's always a certain amount of landlords that want to get out of the marketplace. Like, you know, there's, no matter how you manage it or what sort of market you're in, whether the market is low or high, there's still a certain amount of landlords for different reasons that want to get out of the marketplace. But those uh, percentage of landlords that want to get out of the marketplace, there has always been more people coming in to take over from them. But at the moment... The problem is the landlords are leaving. Like my, mm. my members tell me that two out of every four properties they're selling are for landlords getting out of the marketplace. Wow. And I know that Anne-Marie has quoted a figure of 160,000 landlords. That figure, I don't believe, is anywhere near true. When, they, when, when all of the calculations are done by the RTB, when they get their new portal together and get things sorted, I don't believe those figures are going to wash out at all. I think they're going to be yeah. a lot less than Can that I- to start with. Can I ask you, Pat, about Sorry, Kieran, the, yeah. the eviction ban, though? Uh, you yeah. know, because I, I'm, I'm conscious yourself and Amory have a lot of common ground in terms of the, the problems. Amory talked about the necessity then for an eviction ban because it's the sheer volume of calls they're dealing with. I don't know that you have misgivings about an eviction ban. 
Well, like I'd be sorry for Threshold to have to take all these calls and have to deal with all these people because landlords are in the same situation. It's a very sensitive thing to give somebody uh, an eviction notice and ask them to leave your property. And believe it or believe it not, you would have people, agents have people going that they give these eviction notices to. And eviction notices, the, the, the tenants come and want to pay more money to the landlord. They don't want to leave the property. They want to stay in the property and they want to pay more money for the rent. But the landlord can't take any more money for the rent because if they do, in six years' time or five years' time when that tenant leaves the property, the chances are they're going to pay back all that rent. So I don't believe that there is a need for an eviction ban of any description. I think it's only kicking the can down the road. And the idea of it being a bit of breathing space for the government to build or to do something like is pie in the sky because they've been years and years and years doing things and nothing has happened. So five months isn't going to help them. Like you look at the amount of houses yeah. we built this year, we think somewhere between 26 and 28,000. That's some of an overflow from last year. This weren't completed because of the uh, sites being closed down. Next year, we could look at yeah. 20,000 houses being built. The minister is hoping for 33,000. So the problem is getting worse and worse and worse. And still we have 160 vacant a thousand vacant houses yeah. out there. Well, I, like, I, I, you, I just, I, I, I'm sorry, Pat, but just, I, Amory, I want to go back to you just uh, on that idea that the eviction ban is kind of a stay of execution, really, for a lot of people. I mean, it would be great if in five months' time we had all of these problems solved and then we would emerge into a kind of a stable marketplace. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's going to be the COVID experience again, won't it? I mean, you'll be back here this time next year saying, yeah, we do a nice quiet time there during the eviction ban and then all of that backlog we've had to deal with. Yeah, so if um, action isn't taken in the next five months, yeah, we will be in the exact same situation. And what it, what this ban does is it delays and defers uh, the dates people have to move out. So a lot of people who would have moved out during this five months will probably still have to move out. But I suppose we've put forward three recommendations uh, that we'd like the government to, to follow through on in the five months. Um, so one is that where a landlord decides to sell, that they sell with a tenant in situ to the local authority or approved housing body and to incentivise them to do so, that they would pay a reduced capital gains tax. Um, we've also proposed that where a landlord provides a long term lease agreement, a minimum of 10 years uh, to a tenant, that they would pay a reduced uh, tax mm. on that rental income. And then as regards vacant properties, and Pat pointed out, there's a large number of vacant properties in the country. There are schemes in place to bring vacant properties back into use. But we really need to see those ramped up and a huge effort made by the local authorities with support from central government over the next five months to bring as many of them as possible into use. And then even with the short term lets, we've been promised action for some time to bring them back into the long term market. And I actually saw reports today that 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 actually might be delayed further. This can't be delayed further. These are all, there might only be thousands of properties, but that's that's what we can hope for in this five month period while the bigger plans are underway. I'm Maria O'Reilly, National uh, National Advocacy uh, Manager with Threshold Ireland and Pat Davitt, CEO of IPAV, the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.